0: Most often, the brightest smiles come from those who've struggled the most. What's behind your smile? Let's open up and talk about what's really going on behind the smile. And sometimes it's okay to fake it until we make it. I'm Bonnie Woodrick. Join me to gain insight on how many of us hide behind the smile to get through painful and difficult times. My podcast is a safe place where others can share their stories and discuss how opening up rather than hiding behind a smile allows for growth and happiness. Laura Powers is a celebrity psychic author and creative entrepreneur. She enjoys helping others make beneficial changes to transform their lives. I've had the opportunity to join Laura's podcast class, Rock Your Podcast. The class was inspiring and educational adding confidence to my role as a podcast host. I'm excited to have Laura join me today to discuss her interesting work and how sometimes there's more to what we see. Well, I am once again excited to welcome Laura Powers into the studio today via Zoom. And we're going to talk about some things that we didn't get to talk about last time when Laura joined me on our Be The One with Erin and Vani podcast. So welcome, Laura. Thank you for joining us again.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. I always love to connect with you.
0: I appreciate that. And I like that we both have our blue on today. Usually we both have pink on, it seems like. But I'm (laughs) excited, more excited today to talk to you because I feel like I have a little bit more of experience because I have... Have joined you in your rock your podcast class so that was a lot of fun and it's still going on so it's great to have you and give me some some pointers and tips afterwards.
1: <laughs> well, you're already, you're already an amazing podcaster, but yeah, it's, it's always great to, I think, especially get in a, a group and a community, and we learn so much from each other, which is one of the things I love about teaching.
0: You know, I really enjoy that class, too, and I was just thinking about it. We have a couple more weeks left. I'm going to miss everybody, you know, Zooming in with each other.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I Every time I end a class, ends, I'm like, oh, but if you want to join the advanced class, then <laughs> there'll be several people in that one as well.
0: (laughs) You never know, I just might. So Laura, let's tell our listeners who you are, what you do, just so they can learn a little bit more about you in your own words.
1: Yeah, so I'm most known as a psychic medium, and I've been a professional psychic for about 10 years. And I have a kind of interesting path as a psychic. So ever since I was little, I've seen and sensed ghosts. And other non physical things. Uh, but I grew up thinking that maybe I was crazy because other people clearly didn't see the things that I did. And it was actually very confusing growing up. I would do things like call the cops on a ghost because I thought there was an intruder in the house. And then they'd show up, guns drawn, and then, you know, no one was physically there. So it was just confusing. It took me a long time to figure out what was going on with me. And then when I was in college, a family friend described a ghost I'd seen but never told anyone about. So that was a really changing moment for me because I realized. Someone else can't see my hallucination. And so I knew it wasn't crazy, but I still didn't really know what to do about it. And it was a different time, you know, with the internet, et cetera. It's so much more developed now in terms of connecting with community and information and resources. So I did the only thing I knew how to do, which was to block it all out. And fast forward many years, I had fairly successfully blocked out my abilities, but I also blocked out my intuition so I ended up in a, just a really bad place in my life. I was in a bad marriage. I was unemployed. I was physically ill. And I went to a psychic just trying to figure out what the heck to do. And she basically, without me telling her, of course, explained how when I shut out my psychic abilities, I shut out my intuition. And I really needed to open back up. So I did that. And I was working at that time in government and in politics. Well, before I was unemployed anyway. And so it was a big, huge change for me. And that's my primary business right now. I started podcasting right away to share my journey, as well as tools and resources that helped me. So I became a podcaster pretty early on in the podcasting game about 10 years ago. So I now teach that I'm very passionate about podcasting. I'm an author. So I have Many books on the spiritual realm, and then my last book on podcasting, and then I, I'm a creative person, which I think is really tied in with my psychic abilities because I do a lot of channeling creatively with writing, with art, with music, etc. So that's the the sort of big picture.
0: <laughs> I find you very fascinating, and I've read a couple of your books, and now I've taken your podcast class. I have had a couple sessions with you, and really almost validating in a lot of ways too, because I think that we all have some type of intuition. We all, you know, so let's talk about that. What is the difference between our intuition? Is it the same of like that gut feeling?
1: Yeah. So, you know, intuition um, is generally a broad term, but it, it it means, yeah, when we feel one way or another or have, have an inkling from the non-physical realm about, about something. So information that we're receiving and we frequently receive it through something in our body. So, Um, psychic is a, again, a broad term, but it's, I think a more strong term. And we tend to associate it with someone who's clairvoyant, for example, who sees things. So I'm clairvoyant, but intuition, everyone has intuition. Um, Some people have it more strongly than others, but it can manifest in a lot of different ways. Some people just kind of know things. Some people have, you know, dreams. And one of the most common ways is just when we feel things in our body. So that gut feeling, and in terms of psychic abilities and intuition, there's two major mechanisms that are really important for this to function properly. One is the gut, and one is the brain. And on my podcast, Healing Powers Podcast, we talk a lot about that because in order to be really tapped in, into your intuition, your, your physical body needs to actually be working pretty well, also. And so, gut, brain, health are important for your intuition because that's one of the places where you really feel and sense intuitively.
0: That's so interesting. You just keep hearing more and more today about gut health and the importance for our bodies all the way around in general. So how do I tell the difference between, okay, so the gut and the brain, that gut feeling and a thought? You know, my gut is telling me that this may not be a very good choice, but my brain is saying, but I want that. How do we know which one is right?
1: Generally speaking, if there's a, a disagreement <laughs> between what your your thoughts and your gut, I would recommend going with your gut. Uh, I have found that in most cases that is correct. Um, the one exception would be maybe if you're clear cognizant, which means you have a psychic ability where you just know things. Um, but usually, the, that in that case, if you have that, it will tend to agree with your your gut. So like I said, generally speaking, I'm going to say the gut is the right way. And I think we've all had that experience where logically something makes sense, but something doesn't feel right. And because logically it made sense, we went with it and then, you know, things go badly. So that was one of the biggest challenges I had as a psychic was learning to just really trust that feeling instead of relying on pure analysis. And when I did rely on pure analysis, that's when I got to be in a very bad place in my life. That's when I was physically ill, unemployed, in a bad marriage, you know, very stressed out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) trying to figure out what I was doing because I had relied purely on analysis and it didn't serve me well at all. Well, and you said
0: that the knowing, you just know something. So I've had experiences where I just got like this overwhelming sense of knowing and like tears start to flow. and, And I, I'm assuming yeah. that that is that knowing, but I could I can't believe how emotional it gets. Is it generally like an emotional experience when you just have that knowing?
1: It can be. Not always. It depends on the person. It depends on the topic. Um, some people just know something and it could be just a, a knowing and there's not necessarily an, uh, an emotional association tied with it. But in your case, I think you're also very empathic. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's, it's tied in with that for you. So you will both have the emotion and the the knowledge that comes in together.
0: So I'm also really interested in, you know, especially since my husband's passing, I really have have gotten to the point of understanding that there's so much more to what we see. Yes. And I look at, you know, I'll use an example when the day that my husband passed, he was in the hospital and the chaplain put on a blanket with red hot air balloons on it. And I said, to Rob, who was, you know, still still alive but unconscious, I said, you know, when you get better, we'll go on a hot air balloon ride. Mm. He passed. I went home. I talked to my kids. I, I called my neighbor. I said, I really need to get some fresh air and go for a walk. And this was a November blustery day in Michigan. But I turn around, and there's a red hot air balloon in the sky. And Aww. I'm validated because you wonder, did I really just see that? But I remember my daughter yelling up, do you see the balloon in
1: the sky? How does that happen? Yeah, I think our loved ones are constantly communicating with us via signs and messages and want to give us comfort and help us know that they're okay. And there's many different signs. Uh, A hot air balloon is one that can crop up fairly often. Uh, Butterflies, ladybugs, different birds are also very common finding feathers and i think the the world is incredible in terms of their ability to manifest different things for us or and to or simply orchestrate the timing of it so that it was like you know that balloon was in the sky is the same time as you were driving home mm-hmm. and also for us to just really notice things like i've noticed um as i've tapped in more to my abilities that when i look at the world it's like some things i describe it as being psychically highlighted it's like my eye just gets drawn to that and it seems brighter somehow or like my attention is drawn in and and the more you're tapped into your vision, the easier it is to see and sense these things. But we all have this to a degree. And once we start to pay attention to these signs and messages, it's actually very magical. And it's amazing how specific and clear the messages get for us. And also it's such a comforting thing to be able to have that communication with our loved ones. And they they really – feel that connection more than we do you know they cross over and they still will be able to see and sense us and connect with us and kind of i see this all the time where loved ones will come and spend time with their their living loved ones you know in the kitchen or hanging out at the birthday party or whatever so we may not see unless we're very tapped in but for them that connection doesn't end in the same way that we feel that connection ending on our ends
0: you hit the nail on the head i mean it is very comforting it's so comforting to know. And then some people will say, oh, it's just a coincidence. Oh, that doesn't happen. And I will always say, if it brings you comfort,
1: what difference does it make, you know, and and take that. Oh, yeah. And yes, there there can be coincidences. But I, I feel that so many of these things, it's just too much, or it's too specific. You know, I've had, I've had clients where, you know, there was a particular song that was very meaningful. And then like, you know, they're thinking about their loved one and moment and they turn on the radio and that particular song, that's not a typical song. is playing, you know, uh, you know, so there's all kinds of stories like this that I've heard. And I really do believe in the magic of the universe and our loved ones and our angels and spirit guides, when they know we're paying attention to a particular avenue, they really use that avenue. So if you're paying attention to numbers or songs or, or whatever, then they really communicate with us frequently. And one of the messages I've gotten from the guides is that, for every time we get a message, they've probably sent it to us a hundred times. Meaning mm. they're constantly trying to get us these messages. But you know, we have a lot going on, and we're not always as aware of these mm-hmm. things.
0: Well, I get a lot of messages. <laughs> I'm like, but but I'm so open, you know. And and I and I hear you. You know, the butterfly dimes. I mean, all of the red hot air balloon. You know, all of these things definitely have brought me a lot of comfort in my life. But what I want to understand, you talk a lot about manifesting. Yeah. How does the universe
1: manifest for us? I think this is this is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and I you know I teach a manifesting course. My next round is, is starting pretty soon. If you want to join, um, I have also a book called Angels and Manifesting. And as soon as I started learning about intuition and and taking psychic classes, it became clear to me how important this was, and that's one of the reasons I'm passionate about teaching psychic development is literally so you can manifest the life that you want. Like, I mean, it's great to be able to know what's happening, but ultimately so that you can shift and change how you're operating and create a different outcome. And I believe this, we all can do this. And it's really incredible, actually, once you start to consciously do it. I I just want to say that everyone's constantly manifesting all the time. But what I'm talking about is conscious manifesting where you are bringing consciousness and awareness to it so that you're manifesting on purpose, (laughs) meaning versus just manifesting whatever you're kind of randomly thinking about. Um, And I, I think of it as, you know, do you go to a restaurant and just, order food. No, you say very clearly and specifically, I want a steak medium rare with a side of salad and, you know, oil and lemon dressing or whatever, you know, or maybe it's a vegan option. It doesn't really uh, matter specifically, just that, you know, you are clear on what it is that you're asking for and then the universe responds to you. But most people are just basically kind of not placing an order or they are placing something that they don't even want um, because they just don't know how it works.
0: So do our thoughts manifest? Because of what I'm wondering is if I have negative thoughts, like, Ugh, I ate too much and I'm getting fat. I mean, does that manifest too? Or is it like only when we're like, I I really am asking for this to happen, something good?
1: Our thoughts and feelings and kind of unconscious programming manifest for us all the time. So it's a complex situation. But yes, the way I like to describe it is it's kind of like a Netflix cue. I know that sounds kind of funny to say, but the universe responds to our actions and choices, including our thoughts and feelings. And so whatever we are doing, choosing, acting on, we get sent more of that. It's not a judgmental thing. It's just literally like, this is how the sort of universal algorithm works. Okay. <laughs> So if we're having negative thoughts about ourselves and others, first of all, it's important not to judge ourselves. This is um, a very human thing to do, but we can work on shifting and releasing these patterns. So there's many different ways you can reprogram yourself. Um, there, I love tapping It's called the emotional freedom technique where you, you tap on different kinds of like acupuncture presser points and and say different phrases that are both affirmative as well as to help heal and clear blocks that you have. I like emotion code, um, you know, there's many different kinds of modalities that you can use to help clear these and the, as well as just general awareness. And I think it's important to when we catch ourselves to just be like, oh, that's not loving. Let me just, re, you know, change that. One of the things that's very powerful to do is to change it into a prayer for help. So if you're struggling with weight or body image, um, you know, ask the angels to help you with feeling better about yourself, feeling more love towards yourself, and and maybe resources to help you if you, you know, do have a struggle with health as it relates to weight, for example. Yeah,
0: that's really good advice. And by the way, I am reading right now Angels and Manifestation. Oh, great. Yeah, and I am I am amazed at how many things that you have been able to manifest in your life. I mean, you have, I mean, from... I need to travel, but I don't have enough money for food. Tell us about that and how oh. that works.
1: Oh yeah. I mean and and as I've shifted, by the way, I just want to say that I don't think we ever stopped. So when I I mean when I started as a psychic, I was poor basically. I had like yeah. <laughs> no money in the bank. So right after the recession, I'd been unemployed for a very long time, you know, gone through a divorce. I just was wiped out you know, financially and in other ways, just starting new um, and I think this is something a lot of people can relate to right now with uh, all the things that have happened due to COVID. And so I was really, basically, were times so I was like, wow, I really need to manifest this because I don't have the physical resources <laughs> to create this on my own. And I'm a very different place in my life now and business and manifesting like I manifest like much kind of higher level things faster and easier now so you know always start where you are and you work on shifting up but yeah I would you know start on a trip and I'd be like um you know here's some things that I want and and yeah I I remember once I I, didn't have a lot of money at that point and I manifested like free amazing food like all, all the whole trip I was there, I paid hardly anything for food from people inviting me to something to like something got comped at the restaurant to just, oh, they made a mistake. Here's, you know, here you could just have this, you know, all kinds of just wild things that would manifest. And, and I've manifested incredible things, um, you know, from, for example, not having any uh, ticket or anything to any kind of Oscar event to like that, that was one of my biggest manifestations in terms of just a magical evening. I ended up at several big parties that day, including um, the one at the Beverly Wilshire. And at the end of the night, and I'm not kidding you, you can see this on my Instagram, I was having like a, a serenade at the piano by Jamie Fox, um, was who was the host of the show that night for me, it was like me and a dozen people. And he, I literally, I, I could tell the long story another time. But basically, he put his hand on the piano and said, "So sit down next to me." So I have like selfie with me and Jamie, like you know, which was amazing. But like the point is, like I literally started from zero, and then you know, at the end of the night, here's this amazing experience that I yeah. had. <laughs> no,
0: and those are fun, you know, and knowing that manifestation can help us. It's just putting it out there yes. and asking. Yes,
1: it is, and some of these like that was just a fun life experience. And then to some things, you know, that are more deeply meaningful in terms of, you know, longer term with, you know, work or clients or experiences that the the first thing is to set the intention to ask. And then we need to take daily steps. Um, and sometimes that could literally be manifesting steps, like as well as action steps that help bring about what it is that we're wanting to. So yeah, I manifest and set the intentions. I'm going to be you know, do have an amazing Oscars night. Um, but I also literally booked a flight to LA and was in LA so that it could happen. Yeah. <laughs> you okay, do that from sitting at home. <laughs> That's amazing. So I think it's it's always the combination of setting intentions, doing the energetic kind of spiritual work, as well as uh, the taking the action steps that help to bring that into being as well. Okay, well, it's all
0: very interesting. So I'll definitely make sure to um, do a review on the book when I'm done. But so far, it's been very fascinating. So one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you today is about serendipity in life and, and are things by chance or are they planned out? So there's two stories that I want to tell you. I'll um, First one, it's it's kind of long, but I'm going to make it as short as I can. And this is about my own story with my own daughter, who she's 23. Back when before she was born, I gave a friend of mine a baby shower. She gave me a baby shower, okay? Fast forward 14 years later, These two kids, who really weren't connected because we moved different schools, got connected, went on a trip together, summited the Teton Mountains, and really got uh, connected and came back, dated a little bit at 14 and 15, um, then separated, went their own way, stayed in touch a little bit. And um, my daughter had one of those years with COVID that she couldn't gra- walk through graduation ceremony from college she couldn't stay at her internship she was having she yeah. had to come home and my i moved my parents into my lower level and she's like what you know i'm living with my grandparents in the lower level of the home does it really get any worse even though she loves her grandparents but she was having a bad day and and we have kind of joked about we'll just say his name Christian and i just said you know it's too bad Christian wasn't there you know go out on a trail outside my home, go for a walk. I haven't seen his mother in two years, and there she is standing in the trail. And we said, you know, we really have to have those two connect. And a couple days later, he connected with her, and it was five years to the day that they originally went on the Teton trip. They've been together ever since, and I have never seen two people soulmates. I'm pretty sure that they're soulmates. And now she's moving out to Utah. The first time she's there, there's a hot air balloon in the sky. But the most interesting thing was, is that when he walked in the door to see her the first time, after all of these years, I saw Rob walk in behind him. And I literally <laughs> lost it and was just crying. And both they're are looking at me and I'm like, oh, it's just been a stressful day. You know, I didn't share that with them. But Is that serendipity? Is that coincidence? Are our lives really planned before we're even born?
1: So, first of all, I think that there's very little that's truly just random, I think, because in terms of the way the universe works, from my perspective as a psychic, it's all about frequency and these kind of soul things that are connecting us kind of behind the scenes all the time. So we may not see what that connection is or or what that's about, but it's always operating behind the scenes and I think this kind of thing is very very common and a lot of it has to do with soul connections you know our spirit team helping us behind the scenes and it's happening all the time and so when you start to learn how to pay attention And even ask questions to the universe and really direct it, that's when you start to just feel like it kind of blows the lid off your perception of reality in a way. And that happened for me very early on as a psychic where I started to do this conscious manifesting work and I started to ask for signs and messages and it just blew me away how specific the things were that came in. And yeah, it's not an accident. And when you're talking about relationships and connections, you know, that is highly directed spiritually. And in terms of planning, there's a book I'd recommend if you want to explore, or learn more about that. It's called Your Soul's Plan. Okay. And it's all about, it's by Rob Schwartz. Uh, he's also on my podcast. If you want to listen to the podcast episode mm-hmm. on Healing Powers podcast, but it's all about, you know, the the plans we make for our soul, our life, excuse me, before we're born. And some people have a more planned life, just like even in life. Some people are more kind of spontaneous and some people are (laughs) more planned out in terms of their approach. Um, But we also, once we're born, we have free will and we can choose to go off the plan or things can happen that are unexpected. And, you know, then we have to adjust our plan um, so it's quite complex, and and that's why I think it's important to state that even when there are things that are lined up, we still can change things. We still can. We have the choice. Once we're incarnated, we have free will, and I think that's wonderful because it means we can shift and change things in a way that makes for a better life experience. Now, we, we're still going to have our karmic lessons and patterns, but how they play out may manifest differently, and it's all about lessons, and once we learn the lesson, whatever that is, and we shift, then there may have been something challenging that we then have can are able to move past if we've we've learned the lesson that was associated with that particular challenge or struggle. Mm -hmm.
0: It's so fascinating. So someone that has had a lot of heaviness and a lot of struggles and challenges in their lives, is manifestation possible to help
1: them out of it? Absolutely. I think manifestation is possible for everyone. And then we can use these various tools that I've shared to help us with releasing patterns. Because patterns, I think, are some of the, the hardest to release, but the most important to release. So we have may have, but let's say, for example, we've already learned a lesson of like the martyr pattern where, you know, we don't need to sacrifice ourselves in terms of where we're literally Like, okay, other people are more important than I am. I have to help them and it doesn't matter what happens to me if I get killed or tortured or whatever. And there's many people in this pattern right now and they maybe have learned the lesson where, okay, I don't need to physically sacrifice myself, but maybe they're still in the the sort of martyr pattern in terms of behavior. So they're struggling to fully get out of it. And maybe they're emotionally martyred, you know, mm-hmm. or they're energetically martyred, meaning that so much of their energy goes to others that they don't have anything left mm-hmm. for themselves. Is that from like an empath? Is that from it being an
0: empath? <laughs> like, Is that like what it like the, that what you just described, because it sounds kind of like maybe what you, how you have been in the past and maybe how I am, like totally oh, yeah. giving to others and you're kind of drained.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's it's very common for uh, for empaths, for people with psychic abilities, and also for women as a whole. We ha- and and by the way, a lot of women are older souls. And on a spiritual development level, my understanding is that you know you you come in as a soul. You you're very focused on yourself, just like a baby has no real awareness of others at first. You know they're just in their experience. You develop awareness of others, and then there's this pendulum that kind of swings, and and at some point, frequently souls will. Will focus so much on others that they kind of forget themselves and then the, the sort of highest development is like I love others. I love myself and we can both be good. Neither one needs to be uh, in a, a struggle pattern neither one needs to be in a bad place.
0: Okay, so I'm going to share now the second story. Ginger Z, ABC, chief meteorologist, Dancing with the Stars champion, speaker at an I Understand event, which is how we connected. But it wasn't until we and we, and we were friendly and, and remained in, in communication. But it wasn't until she read my book and she called me hysterically crying and she talks very openly about this. So I'm able to share it. And it's because she saw a date and the date had meaning to her. November 8th, 2003, I lost my husband to depression. We entered the hospital on November 4th, 2003. Ginger Z resonated with that date because she walked out of the same hospital, same day, same year after a suicide attempt. Mm-hmm. Same place. Both of us walked out with different experiences. And we find this connection almost 18 years later. Is that, again, Serendipity, the universe, as you
1: said before, um, and what are we supposed to do with it? You know, I think that we often will connect with those who have a soul connection, um, also similar patterns with you know similar times, and it's also a soul connection where I, I feel that you know have known each other in past lives, and so there's this kind of energetically drawing. we were frequently kind of reconnecting with those that we've known before so yeah i don't think it's an accident i think there's deep meaning there um and if i you know were to tap in and do reading or something i could probably give more specifics but that's what i'm feeling right now is it's, that's this soul connection and then also certain dates have a uh, energetic and um symbolic significance for example i have found that my birthday is always a tough day for me or it has been historically something i've been working on shifting in terms of, you know, manifesting <laughs> better experiences and whatnot. So most recently, aside from COVID year was a bit weird for everyone, I think, you know, it's it's gotten better. Um, but when I finally was like, what is, what is up with this? Like I'm normally good at manifest. And I looked and I had the actual date of my birth has been a challenging day for me in some past lives. So it's complex. There's a lot going on there, even with like a date or individual people that we're connecting with, there can be a lot going on kind of behind the scenes that we're not aware of.
0: Yeah, because it just seems ironic
1: how the same date, same year, same place, same situation. Yeah, I certainly don't think that's an, an accident. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely not a, a true coincidence, as we would call it.
0: So as you said, numbers are very important. And I and I do find it ironic or maybe just the way it's supposed to be. When I checked my messages, just to make sure that you got the Zoom link and everything, I had 44 messages in my inbox so what does 44 mean to you
1: 44 is an angel number so basically is the angels saying hello and there's different angel numbers with different meanings but the 44 or 444 in particular is literally angels saying hello it's a sign of comfort like everything's going well and right and as an example i I feel so strongly about that number that my instagram handle is laura powers 44. (laughs) so And it's one of those things that once I I started working as a psychic and started to pay attention to this, the numbers showed up everywhere. So I encourage everyone to start paying attention to that because you'll see it. You'll see it on receipts. You'll see it on license plates. You'll see it on your email inbox, phone number. You know, it's just amazing how it'll show up over and over again. And it frequently shows up on like the time, like I'll just happen to glance at the time and it's, you know, 444, something like that'll happen all the time. And it's just a sign of support, comfort, and also the angels specifically making their presence known. And angels, I just feel to say this, are amazing beings of light and they honor our free will. So a a not night person, they don't care what you want. They just, you know, barge in and do whatever. But uh, someone who cares, including an angel, they want to be invited in. And so they'll send us these messages to be like, hey, I'm here. And then the next step is for us to know that they're there and to invite them further Mm -hmm. into our lives to ask for help to ask for guidance, to ask to connect. And my book, Angels, How to Understand, Recognize, and Receive Their Guidance is all about that because I feel like most people have no idea that that these messages are coming all the time. And then they're kind of flying blind in a yeah. way instead of like, you know, figure out what's happening. What are your messages that you're getting? And then ask for help so that you're not feeling alone.
0: I love that. And I know that I talked to you. I'm like, Laura, I keep seeing 44 and then come to find out that's your number. It's an angel number. So that was pretty cool. So Laura, before we go, let's talk a little bit about the classes that you offer.
1: Yes, I love teaching. I've known from the beginning, as soon as I tapped into all of this, that I was really here to help others with tapping into their abilities. So I teach psychic development classes. I love doing that. I have a six month program that's about to start. I teach manifesting and podcasting. I'm going to be launching this summer also a course on writing a book because. As you know, as an author, it's such an important thing to get your message out into the world. So, I love teaching and I love seeing other people improve their life and shift and expand. And I really do believe in the 100th monkey idea. Have, have you heard of that? I haven't. 100th monkey theory. So, there's something that has been studied that when a certain number of them learn how to use a tool, like let's say 100 monkeys learn how to use a particular tool. Then, like all of a sudden, like all the monkeys know how to use the <laughs> yeah. tool, even if they haven't specifically learned how to use it themselves. And I believe there is this kind of thing that happens with collective consciousness where a certain number of us kind of get something and then it kind of like uploaded into the collective consciousness in a way. And then everyone gets it. And I, and I think you see this in terms of cultural shifts and changes. Like, you know, it wasn't that long ago in our history that racism was like just the thing. Like that was the norm, right? And now, collectively we're like, Hey, yeah, that's not a good idea. And I think it takes a minority of people, like not the whole population for there to be this consciousness change. Mm -hmm. So with teaching, I feel like it's really important, not just for the individuals that I'm connecting with and teaching this stuff, but, but it's literally for the collective, as well as all the people that they then teach and connect with. And so much of this is just about building a new level of awareness and understanding and once we do that, like literally, the whole world changes. And so, I'm very passionate about teaching. <laughs>
0: well, I love that because I'm all about awareness and understanding. You know, that's those are probably two of my favorite words. Is let let's bring that awareness. But but as a student of yours, I mean, you definitely have opened my mind, opened my soul, um, have given me more confidence, have raised my platform to understanding of what needs to be done. And you know what, if we can touch one person, if our time today can make a difference to one person's life, then this was all worth it. So Laura, thank you so much. I really appreciate you being here. And any last words for, for the audience so that you could leave them
1: with a, a positive note from the universe? Yeah, something that you just touched on, uh, which is you know, that you've expanded and shifted and elevated. and. I think there's a lot of judgment in our society uh, about money and accomplishment, and it's weird. So People want it, but judge it at the same time. And I just want to say when you're in judgment of something, you, you reject it for yourself. So just for everyone to just pay attention to that, have an awareness of like, am I judging something because then I'm basically saying I don't want that or that's not okay for me too. And I truly believe that a rising tide lifts all ships. This isn't about just each of us individually being better, even though that's great, it's it's because it impacts us. And as we rise, so does everybody. And I want the whole world to be (laughs) a better place. And I truly feel that's possible, but it does start with us. It starts with our individual thoughts, our actions, our beliefs, and working on changing our beliefs and patterns is one of the most powerful things that we can do to change the world. So thank you so much for this platform. I'm appreciative and always love to connect with you. And I'm so excited to see what you shift and create as well. Thank you so much, Lauren. We'll chat soon. Sure. Yeah, and if anyone wants to connect with me, my website is healingpowers.net and my email is bookings at laurapowers.net.
0: Yep, be sure to check her out online. All right, have a great day, Laura. Thanks <laughs> All again. Right, thank you, you too, take care. Bye. It's always an interesting conversation with Laura Powers as she brings us insight to what's behind more to what we see. Following our instincts and understanding that maybe everything does happen for a reason with the potential of bringing us to places we never thought possible through a serendipitous moment. You can learn more about Laura at laurapowers.net. Be sure to check her out as her numerous books, podcasts, and classes are not only informative, but can give you the opportunity to open your mind and soul. Thank you, Laura, for joining me today to rock my podcast. Special thanks to Stuart Poltrock for making us sound so good at Soundpost Studios and V Coffee for allowing us to buy one, give one to start the conversation.